Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean, it's Nat here. We are on Chatting with Nat and tonight, as my guest, oh my gosh, it's the amazingly talented superwoman, the woman that I call Sexy Sax Diva, the jazz artist Suzanne Grazna. Yes, she's an amazing friend and amazing person, love her. She's a brilliant saxophonist, sultry jazz singer, and Grammy member. Suzanne is a world-class artist who has traveled the world during her productive career. She has recorded eight releases with other collaborative projects. Recently, Suzanne's composition, Simply Sunday, was featured in the film Wild Honey. In a different direction, Sunrise, a song song Suzanne co-wrote for the film Superpowers, will be released in 2021, as well as her new EDM of Simply Sunday. Well, I can't wait for the EDM song to come out so I can shake my booty. All right, let's welcome Suzanne Grazna. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. Hey, Natalie. How are you? You were laughing, weren't you? You were laughing at me. That's okay. <laughs> I was. I was laughing. <laughs> oh, God, I love her laugh. You have an amazing laugh. Um, I'm glad that you can. You're kind. Um, you're one of my favorite people. You're one of, one of my favorite people to um, walk the red carpet with and to network and to party with. You're, you're a cool chick. I love you. Um, and I'm so honored that you are on my show. How are you doing? Well, I'm great, and thank you for asking me to be on your show, and I feel the same way about you. You're, you should see Natalie at some of these parties. Boy, <laughs> we sure have fun. <laughs> How have you been doing during the pandemic? Um, I have been hanging in there. It's been interesting. Um, I was just thinking about that tonight, actually, uh, how it kind of all unfolded. Um, normally... Yeah, I'm just so crazy busy. I can't, I can't keep anything straight, and everything kind of stopped. Um, but it was, you know, it's hard, and it was kind of reflective. Um, but I decided to try and use the time to become better, uh, try to be a better saxophone player and a singer, mm-hmm. and um, and just learn more about the business that I never really had the time to do that. So that's all I did was was immersed myself into music and then it always made me feel happy and that's how I got through the pandemic which we're almost out of (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) right we're almost we're almost out of it (laughs) we're yeah almost done until the new variants come in um it's always one thing or another um what age or when did you start learning how to play the saxophone well that's a great question um I I'll give you the lowdown. Um, yep. So my parents are musicians, <laughs> and they uh, um, both inspired me. They were always practicing and writing, and 
my house, you came home from school and you did your practicing first and then you studied your English and math. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you better sit down at that piano and you better get your hour in. I'm timing you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so, you know, I grew up very, very, um, I guess we had a lot of schedules, you know, we had, I, I have four of the brothers and sisters and everybody had a different piano and different times that we all had to practice. And then, um, I was singing and we had a family band when I was, I think in third grade, fourth grade, um, and we used to play out, (laughs) play out at places. And then I started clarinet in fifth grade and saxophone in seventh grade to join the jazz band. Wow. And then that was kind of it. Wow. Now, when was it that you had that, like that aha moment where you said, okay, I've done this and I want to take, I want to have this as a career? Well, um, I'll just back up a little bit. So I was in all these bands and jazz bands and everything in grade school concert mm-hmm. band and stuff and then I went to high school and then I was in everything plus swing choir and choir and you name it there wasn't a second of my day that I wasn't doing anything but I wow. loved it so much um, and then I went to college and I, I thought you know the only thing I know is music I don't know anything else. <laughs> I don't know anything else <laughs> so I wanted to explore a little <laughs> I don't know anything um, I wanted to explore a little bit so I did some exploring and um I actually got, I, I also have a business administration degree and a communication minor, um, but I also have a music, obviously, degree in, in education and in degree. Somewhere in there, I was exploring and all these different options. I just wanted to find out what the world, you know, all these different things I possibly could do other than music. And I, I did do that, and I don't regret it because by doing it, I realized how much I just really loved playing music, right? So, um, and I think... You know, if that's all you do is music, taking, mm-hmm. and I didn't take a break. I just explored different things and different options, and I just realized that, wow, I just, you know, music is me. Without me, or without music, um, I'm just not myself. You know, like, like I say, if I got, I had, there was a time I couldn't sing. I had, uh, I don't know what I had, some sort, I lost my voice. And, you know, that, you know, happening to happening to me I was like wow I can't sing <laughs> that was so devastating for a while until I you know could talk again and sing again um so it's just in my soul it's part of me and without music I'm just not I guess I'm just I'm a different person you know I don't think I would be so happy I think I'm I always try to have a positive attitude um right. in yes, life and I think <laughs> Thank you. I always try. And I think part of it is because I am fulfilled. Um, I mean, I, I struggle a lot, you know, in mm-hmm. music as far as, there's, you know, the struggles of the, the, the musician who is, you know, right. always trying to get the gig to, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but I am empowered by, um, I know it gives me light. If that makes sense, it yeah. lights up my soul, lights up my body. It just lights me up. And so without music in my life, um, I think I would just, like, crumple up and go over the <laughs> side of the street. <laughs> you, Susan. Um, no, I get that. I always tell people music is my saving grace because without it, I don't know where I would be. Amen, girlfriend. <laughs> 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 um, 
How would you describe your music? <laughs> um, well, that's a great question. Um, I, you know what? Okay, so I'm going to just back this up a little bit. I, I have all this different. I have all these different genres that I've been growing. I grew up with, right? So I was very classically trained. I was in piano classical competitions when I was young, and and very high. Um, intense places and concerts and then I did my father had his band that we were playing like rock and roll and country music and my mom actually was in the band we had a family band for a little while and um so I have of all the different genres that I had and then also jazz music um so I kind of feel like I I overall grew up with I don't know so so many influences right and then you have like your like I was when I was a teenager, I was listening to like I don't know all of those rock songs or whatever was popular right. at the time. Um, so, so and um, style is a combination of everything that I that I am. So from right. the classical aspect, and I also played in college um, <laughs> a lot of classical saxophone. I just loved playing classical saxophone. Things from the Paris Conservatory of Music to Bois and Glazunov and all these fantastic uh, pieces of music that told stories about the history of what was happening, um, you know, in Europe at this different time. Um, they, through their music, people tell stories. And that's, uh, if you're a great musician, you're a storyteller. Through the sounds and the colors that you can create um, and imagine in your um, I, I guess you just kind of do it. You know, you get to a point, you're just trying to tell a story. Um, and I think that's really exciting. Uh, but I was also saying in the Milwaukee Symphony Chorus, when I was in college and after college, mm-hmm. so I have all those other things from Symphony Chorus. Um, and I was also in a Christian rock band, <laughs> uh, Christian rock band for like, I don't know, eight years. So, so I have all these different things going on. But um, I think overall, um, I guess if, I, I just want to say that I'm a good storyteller, I guess, you know, because if you can be a great storyteller and you can make people feel happiness, you can make people feel sadness, you can make people feel um, colors and um, inspirations and life, then I think that's the biggest compliment you could ever get as a musician is that you can make people feel and make people feel real things that other things you know, like a, uh, if you're looking at your stereo, it's not going to make you feel it. But if you can feel real passion and real music from somebody, it affects everybody and it just inspires people to be better. And I love I'm, that. I hope that's what I give to people. I love that. That You know what? The answer, <laughs> the answer is so you. Um, yeah, no, I with you 100%. You know, that's one of the main reasons I do music is I like the way that music makes other people feel. And, you know, sometimes it can make a difference. It can change. You know, people listen to music when they're angry, sad, happy, frustrated. I think music has a great purpose in life, but their overall purpose is to heal. I think when people listen to music, they feel better. They just do. We have that. We have that power. We have that gift um, to give to the world. And I'm honored. And happy that I'm Princess you and, you and I love your music because I mean you can play and you can sing. So, who are your main musical? Uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and by the way, 
I feel the same way about you, Natalie Jane. <laughs> Suzanne, Suzanne. You're um, awesome. Who are your main uh, musical influences? Well, I would have to say, obviously, it's an array of people because I've listened to so many different genres. Right. Um, I think, you know, when I was in high school, I had a lot of um, influences from, like, rock and roll and Broadway music. I just love musicals. Like I was in swing choir. I just love singing that. I, I was in band. I loved playing all that music. I was grew up with classical music, really, you know, Bach and Beethoven and everything. And then in college, I got to play all these fantastic pieces. And be, so I think they all, you know, I think they all kind of transpire into my sound. When I got into college, though, I studied with, um, and I graduated, well, I went to a couple colleges. I went to Wisconsin Lutheran College, fantastic. And then I went to UWM for a little bit. And then I graduated from Carroll University. And um, I had this great teacher. Um, his name is Mark. And he, Mark, Hel- Mark Helgert, I haven't seen him forever. And mm. he really dug into me as far as, like, how I expressed um, all these classical pieces, you know, from Glasnost and Dubal, this Paris Conservatory music. Um, I, you know, my, I would be, you know, in college, I was practicing when I was there, I was like practicing four or five hours a day. And then I was trying to fit in my business classes after that. Um, oh, right. And then I was teaching at a music store as well and teaching some private lessons on the side. So, um, yeah, so, so Mark Helger had a, a big influence on me in college. And then after college, I, um, one of my mentors, uh, well, I have quite a few, um, but Frank Morgan, I don't know if you know who he is, but he was a big influence on me. And I think on my style of playing changed a little bit after I met him. Yeah. Interesting story. I met him because I already released my first CD, The Cat's Meow, and right. the um, the local um, DJ said, hey, I have this really amazing saxophone player called Frank Morgan. Can you help me interview him? Oh, and I thought, oh, I'd be honored. So I studied up on all of his album. I got all of his records mm-hmm. and um, knew everything about him. He, um, I um, okay, so I'm going to go back a little bit. Charlie Parker is one of the icons in jazz who studied, you know, right. who does bebop and um, right. So Frank Morgan is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I live. Love my city. Love Los Angeles. Love New York. I love Miami. I love everywhere. But um, this is where I grew up. And um, Frank Morgan was also from Milwaukee. And then he studied with Charlie Parker. So he's a big bebopper. And um, he had such a really interesting life um, for a lot of turmoil, but um, a lot of amazing sounds. So his sound, um, I took... I think um, he was he was my one of my mentors when I was um, in, in my twenties, and um, I think from listening to him, I there's a part of what I do that I feel like that he you know he gave me or like I took for, or however that works you know, um, but he has a soulful sound, but it's also very gentle and very um, inspirational. So if you don't know who Frank Morgan is, I, I hope you find out who he is because he's, he's no longer around. And I was so sad when that happened. Um, but um, he was for sure somebody that influenced me. And somebody else was Jackie Allen. 
Mm. She's on Blue Note Records right now. She is an amazing vocalist. I studied with her for several years after I graduated from college, and um, she's super great. So those are a couple. I mean, I could name off a thousand more people because I just keep trying to study. <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, you know what? You know what I love? You're so descriptive, <laughs> and you're so powerful, <laughs> and you're so amazing. I have to keep saying that. Uh, so we're going to Aww. play one of the songs that you sent uh, from Superpowers, uh, Sunrise. Describe the song. All right. So I co-wrote this with John DePatty, and this okay. is from Kim Cameron's um, new film that's coming out, by the way. The film will be like have a huge release in Miami, April second next month. I'm so honored that she asked me to co-write this song. Um, so thank you, Kim. In the scene, uh, <laughs> this is an animated children's film, by the way. And in the scene, um, a young girl is waking up, and this is um, like starting your day. You always mm-hmm. want to start your day happy and fresh. You know, you want um, like a good feeling in the morning. So this is like a positive, happy feeling to brighten up your day and start on the right note so that you can get the most out of your day. And it's called Sunrise. Awesome sauce. All right. Well, we're going to hear a word from our <laughs> And then we're going to play the song. Hold on one second. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network.
Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> where people clap. Oh, the clapping around, right? <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> Round of applause. That, as usual, <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, what are your thoughts of women in the music industry? Do you think we've um, achieved a certain level? Do we have far to go? What are your thoughts on that? Wow, you come up with really good questions, Natalie. <laughs> but yes, um, well, you know, being in the industry for a couple of years, I I feel like it. Well, it's interesting. Like in some ways, I think that um, it it's it's interesting, especially in jazz. I guess you could say when I was like when I started out, there wasn't there was some you know, saxophone players that were women, um, not very many. So you just kind of are just careful. (laughs) And um, it is a little bit more male dominating, Hmm. but I think if you just kind of hang in there and you keep going and um, especially having a network of people that support you, um, women, that women are succeeding um, more and more, I think now than they did like a while ago. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the the future. I mean, whether you're a man or a woman, you always need support from one or the other, right? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we have so many great friends that support us that are male. So I don't want to say that that's not the case. The case right. is that I think that um, sometimes it's you know in certain situations. I've been in situations where you know. I'm the only female in the band, and right. you know, and 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 that kind of thing. And um, I've always been blessed with people that have been kind and have looked out for me and always have helped me out. Right. So, uh, yeah. Um, but I think there's, you know, the sky is the limit. The sky is always the limit. And um, if you have people that support you and help. Um, and just are with you, I think, um, I think anyone can succeed, but I think it's an inspiring, happy time for all women, all women, especially this show and you know, the sisters of music, I just have to say is such a great idea. Um, we all have known each other. Well, I've known you <laughs> and I've known Nikki and um, right. I just think that it's such a great idea because you need a network. And it doesn't matter where you like. It doesn't matter where in your career you are. You need a network of people who get you. Who, who there's, there's so much to know, and it's overwhelming. There's so many things that you're supposed to do, and, um, it's hard. But having a network of people that you can trust and that you can um, reach out for, for one of those things, what do they say? There's no stupid question, <laughs> which I don't like to say the word stupid, but there's no stupid question. Um, but a network of people that really can, um, you can ask questions mm-hmm. no matter what they are, I think is, you know, not many people have that. And I, I, I can say that because I didn't have that for years. I was trying to reach out. I remember early in my career, I was reaching out, can you tell me how this works? Right. And everyone would be like, uh-uh, I'm not telling you how this works. You're going to have to figure it out on your own. <laughs> but I think having a network of people that um, you can ask questions and that people can guide you and help you, I think that's 
really wonderful. So I, I think having this Sisters of Music will help and inspire so many young, fabulous musicians that won't have to go through maybe some of the stuff that we have ha- had to go through. So I think that's great. Well, thank you so much. Well, you know, one of the main reasons we started the whole thing is that, you know, I'm an observer. I observe everything. And I'm very vocal about things. But yeah, you do. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes I just sit back and I watch people. I watch how in, people interact. And lately I've just been, you know, saddened by the way, you know, we have our group of friends and we have all these platforms that we are on. But I still notice that, for example, I posted on Twitter the other day how, you know, some people will start independent things and yet they'll still only want the top people to perform or they only want to um, interview the top people because they think that's how they're going to get uh, their podcast or, or their platform listened to or viewed. I mean, I even shared a playlist and there was not one indie person on. So I contacted the person. I said, where are the indie pe- people? And he person said, send me your music. I don't even know what happened with that. But I, I, I often find that people still want the top. And the thing is, you could find Joe Schmo down the street or Jill Schmo or whoever. And that person that doesn't have, is not a Grammy winner or hasn't gotten to that certain level might be one of the best players out there and then you're missing out. So how do you feel about all, you know, these indie platforms that <clears throat> all they rather would listen to are people that are in a higher level in their, their career? Welcome to my life, Natalie. Welcome <laughs> to my life. <laughs> you see? I know you will. <laughs> oh, my goodness, the toil and the years of trying to get out to the platform. Um, no, uh, yeah, no, you're, you are right. You are so right, always right. And you are a great observer. And you are – one thing I have to do say that – I'm somebody who doesn't always stand up for myself. You know, I, I, I do and I focus and I just do my things. But you're somebody who really focuses and you have a great voice. And I think that's so awesome that you can, I'm kind of, I do say my piece, but I say it quietly and I, you know, I'm different. Right. I say it but it's a, in a different way. But you, you are, yeah. <laughs> You're 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 really good at saying the piece, and I think that's important because um, you're the voice for a lot of people like me, <laughs> and um, I and for everybody else because you do catch things and you are very good at observing things. So I think that's really wonderful because we that's a great that's awesome. Um, but yeah, as far as the different platforms, you know, things have been skewed for so many years. Um, but I do feel like things are slowly changing and there's so many different avenues, but it takes years and years of finding those avenues that can um, help you. And, you know, you've um, helped me with some things and um, I think having a network, the Sisters of Music Network and chatting with Nat, you know, that's the network and that's how we are going to succeed as indie artists is having each other where before the network wasn't there, you know, there wasn't, I mean, before I met you and that, that wonderful group that we've all kind of, um, we're all hanging out in and stuff like that. Um, there's what I've found in the music 
industry, which is, now this is going to be something that's not super positive, but I have found um, some of my turmoil moments in my music life were from people in the music, creating the music that weren't supportive of other musicians. And they were trying to, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm, you know, instead of keeping the bars, you know, the same for everything, they, there's some people out there who are musicians who bring the bar lower and that, that hurts everybody. So in the music industry itself with the musicians who are creating these beautiful pieces of music, there are, there's turmoil in some parts. So I think that's really hard. And I think that, that might be what is the, the big conflict. Because it hurt me a lot. You know, there's some people out there who are very hurtful. And as positive as I try and be, it's hard. So as my mentor, Frank Morgan, once said to me in my 20s, surround yourself with people who are supportive because they will be your rock. And, of course, Jesus Christ. Hello. Let's not forget him. But um, uh, but in in the... um, in the, in the world of having people around you. I had some people around me at one point in my life that were not, they were supportive, but they were like fake supportive. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, no, they didn't get it. And they did take me back 10 yards, you know, like way, way far away from my goal where I could have gotten a lot farther with uh, people who were a rock, people who believed in me and people who stood with me because it is a journey. Um, a musical career is not easy by any means. And anybody who is a music, musician out there knows that because it's just, we're playing for the love of music, but we still need to get paid. Right. So, Amen. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's a journey for sure. Uh, for sure. A journey. But um, Frank Morgan said, Suzanne, surround yourself with people who are with you that will not necessarily protect you, but yes, but to support you and anybody else, you know, just dismiss them because they're not going to help you. They're going to hurt you. And sure enough, he was so right. And, um, and, 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 and that, this group that we are with, I feel are so supportive and the sisters in music. See, that's why I think this is so amazing. It's kind of like bringing my mentor and he, him saying, surround yourself with people who will help you blossom and grow and be beautiful and um, keep creating. Because if you have somebody in your life or some organization or whatever that tries to cut you down, you're not going to create what you normally could. And that's going to take from your art. It's going to take from your music. It's going to take from your success. So surrounding yourself with beautiful people inside and out, um, is, is really, you know, the thing. And that's why I just love you so much. And I love the Sisters and Music idea. And, you know, all of our friends in our, our, our group that we hang out with, I just, it's really made a huge difference and impact on my life since I, what I've been, I've been friends with you for, I don't know how many years, but um, I didn't feel this. I didn't feel the support mm-hmm. from, um, how can I say this the correct political way? I didn't feel the support from maybe some people that were in my musical life right. until I met the group that I was, I am with you. And mm-hmm. then 
of course it took years and years and years to get to that point where you have to be at a level, but right. um, I just feel like in the, you know, the group and the, now the sisters of music, it gives everybody a chance to feel that support and love. And then when you have that and you have a backbone, you have people who you're not worrying about things you can just create, then you can do the best that you can ever do. Right. And just comes out sometimes like a creation, like you never, it's unplanned. The best creation is something that you never planned to happen. And it just happens. And it's like the gift from God. I love <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> talk it our way. <laughs> I love the fact that in while you were talking, you're like, you're like, how can I be politically correct about this? You are always trying to be nice. And I love that about you. While <laughs> I mean, I try to be nice, but I'm also frank. And, I, and I've had to be over the years because of being burned by people so, so many times. But, you know, even in the group, some of the groups that we're part of, you know, some of the people are just, you know they're very supportive a lot of them are very supportive but then I find some that you know there's some that will never congratulate you for anything I'm one of the first people that will congratulate people on Facebook and somebody said that a a year ago is said, Natalie you are always the first one to say congratulations I do it a lot of the times because I'm happy to see somebody else have success and also sometimes I do it because I want that person to have somebody applaud them. I don't care if it's a parking space that you got or a song you released. It's something that you found, that you succeeded at. I'm there for people. I've always been like this. I came out of the womb like this. I, I love. I get a joy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I get. I just. Whoop, I got out. Who can I help? Um, I get. I get chills when I help somebody else. I just love it because I love other people seeing other people happy that brings me the greatest joy and you know this past year has been a great learning experience for me and some of the people that we hang out with it's been a learning experience you know and my eyes have been open my ears have been open to a lot of things and like your mentor told you surround yourself with positive people I love people like you and and, and, and Nikki and many others in, in our group because there's some people in there they're just, they're just joyful they're just they're just there for you and then you have the others you know one thing that bothers me and I have to say this I love when people ask you either to purchase their music or, or or you know go to their show or do something like that and they can't even buy your song for a dollar 29 and so you know I started when people some people that do that and they would contact me I would ask them have you ever streamed my song? Have you ever purchased my song for $1.29? Have you ever applauded me for anything? Even the people that don't do that, I still applaud them. I still support because that's just who I am. You know what I mean? And this, like you said, this industry is extremely hard. So why not work together instead of working against each other? You know, I'm even humble when I win. You'll see me post once or twice and then that's it. I've already told you that I won. I don't know all those, Natalie. All those awards. You must have like a whole like house full of awards, like the awards that you have won. Oh my goodness sakes! Like, uh, Natalie, I applaud you. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, yeah, you're amazing. But you are so good on social media. So good, so good. Way better than me. I'm. I'm always like uh, five steps, like a hundred yards behind you. <laughs> Excuse me, Mitch. Miss, 
MMA winner. I've never won one of those. <laughs> yeah. You're winning. Oh, thank you. Yes, you're way no. Remember that night. You were so shocked. I'm like, yeah, did you just call my name? Um, oh, my goodness. I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I could not believe it. I was made, made my, it, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. So I, I was there. I remember. Um, of, of your own music, do you have a favorite? Well, so this year, one of my new releases, okay, um, so at the HMMAs, which um, for those listeners who don't know what the HMMAs are, um, Hollywood Music and Media Awards. So I lived in Los Angeles for a, a stint, and um, I love Hollywood. I love Los Angeles. I love New York. I love Miami. I love everywhere, but um, I do like the beach. Um, but I did, <laughs> and I do like film and music and all those things. But um, I did, um, it was, I just started going back into Los Angeles and I, it was the Hollywood Music and Media Awards. And my original song called Simply Sunday won the jazz kind of completely shocked and I just couldn't believe it. And um, I had stuff, uh, I mean, stiff competition. Um, it was fantastic with being with all of these amazing, like, um, for you that don't know, it's the top, um, there's a music portion and there's a film portion. So all of the top composers in the film industry and movie industry are nominated in the films category. Um, and there's these, all these heavy ways, like, wow, really famous people there. And, um, and then where I was in the music and Natalie was in the music and we all were hanging out. I just couldn't believe that my original song, Simply Sunday, won that year. It was like astonishing and such like I was so I was so happy. Um, so with that going on with some of my new releases this next year, um, I decided to update. So I've been since COVID hit, I've um, I've been learning. I've been trying to be better. I've been trying to practice more. I've been trying to do all of these great things to make myself better, um, better and a better creator. Of how can I become smarter and better? That's what my, <laughs> I was trying. And um, so I was in the studio a lot. I'm redoing all of my catalog, and I actually I just re, um, recorded Simply Sunday, uh, two different versions of it, you know, one different version of it. But I also was working with a DJ, and I thought, hey, why not go into a different genre and surprise everybody, right? right. And so I worked with a DJ, and I have a new version of Simply Sunday, which um, is an EDM electronic dance version of that song. And I re recorded parts of it. And I worked with this fantastic, um, guy named Chris Pierce out of mm -hmm. New Jersey. And, um, his name is Halo. And, <clears throat> and so, um, I have this great version of Simply Sunday that's going to be released I'm hoping for this summer and I'm, we're going to be working on a music video for it. And it's really fun. It's, um, so why can't I, if I play jazz and I play saxophone, why can't I go in all genres? I could, hey, this last year, what I did country, I did pop, I did rock, I did all these other things, these fantastic collaborative projects. Why not do dance? So that's, so I have a new single coming out this summer. So, um, yeah. So Simply Sunday is one of uh, my favorite songs. Um, if you could tell your younger version, um, or give your younger version some advice, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. Find, you know, what do we say? Find the sisters in music. Find your, you know, all the people in your life that 
support you and live your dream. Because if you don't live your dream, you'll never be happy. And even though, you know, I'm living my dream, I'm happy. Um, I feel fulfilled. So that's why I think I I can, I can try to give to other people. So I don't think, I think if you can't give to yourself and if you stifle yourself, at least try to do a little bit. Like if you like art, take an art class. If you like to take music, play an instrument, something that you love to do. So you do have to take some time for yourself in order to give more back. I feel like if I take some time for myself, I can give more back to others. And, and so you have to also take care of yourself, but live your dream, right? Live your dream, live your dream. <laughs> hey, I have a song I wrote, Living Your Dream. It's on the Simply Sunday album, which is now on Pandora. So, hey. Oh, my God. That was just a great segue. Um, tell people. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> that happened. Tell our audience where they can find you. All right. Go to my website at SaxDiva. That's S-A-X-D-I-V-A, SaxDiva.com. You can send me an email. I'll respond. Um or you can find me on any of the social platforms and everywhere else. And and if you want to join the mailing list, please let me know. Just go to saxdiva.com and you can um, put your email in. Let me know what city you're in because once touring starts, that's possible. Maybe I'll be in your city, so I'll know to let you know. Oh my gosh, you definitely, you all definitely need to see my girl Suzanne because Suzanne, whoo. She's sexy when she plays. I mean, she's sexy all the time. I'm just saying. <laughs> she's sexy all the time. Um, but when she You're plays, my sweetheart. <laughs> when she plays, um, <laughs> it's like you want to fall over and or yourself, and you just can't help. Oh my gosh! This is like oh my god! You want to throw your underwear on the street? Um, <laughs> that's what you'll do when you do that. Amazing. Women, I mean, men, whoever, they're just going to throw their underwear on the stage because it's just, you're just, <laughs> you're just that person. I mean, you're so sweet. You're so kind. You're honest. You wouldn't, you wouldn't hurt a, 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 you wouldn't hurt a little mosquito. You wouldn't hurt anybody of a person. And I've been so honored to have you on my show. I can't wait to do an Instagram live with you. Um, I know we're going to do something next week on StreamYard. Hopefully it's going to turn out great. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for being <laughs> Thank you, Natalie, for having me. I love you. I love you. And, yes, I've never heard that about the underwear, but okay. And um, thank you for having me on your show. Okay. And I love you. Love you. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody. That All was right. Suzanne Rosna. She's amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your